last week on let's get into it i've been holding a lot i always do this like i hold a lot of stress and tension in my neck and in my shoulders so like that little bit that you did about like you know rolling your shoulders and like your neck back and like releasing the tension like in your shoulders that helps me so much like I always have to remind myself to do that and that's all all that was was a body scan so it's just and 10 minutes is enough to just ground your energy I mean five minutes enough to just do some deep breathing check in with your body notice where you're holding tension and then you can also notice you know when you're in fight or flight and you you know you're so alert and you can just activate that parasympathetic nervous system calm everything down and it's just you do that for yourself and you know you start interrupting the cycle coming up on today's episode and because when we start focusing on the breath we really are connecting in to our bodies and really noticing how our body's feeling and noticing where we're holding tension and it really does open up your intuition too when you start to become more mindful and just learn how to master the breath because I know myself when I was you know at my worst of my anxiety I only really realized that my anxiety was really hitting me it was because my breathing changed and it went really shallow mm. but prior to that I would not even think about during the day how I was breathing or checking in with my body or so my thoughts were working against me for so long and then all of a sudden it just hit me um, and so when you, you know, combine your meditation practice with other things that are good for you and you're really tuning in to how your body's feeling and tuning into your breath, it really does support you to become more mindful and conscious throughout the day as you're doing other things. So welcome back to part two of the Christy O'Brien interview. I'm so glad that you guys are back. I think if you haven't listened to the first episode, definitely go back and listen to that because it picks up where this episode today picks up where that episode left off. And so I don't want anyone to be like, confused about what's going on. And also, Kirsty was kind enough to record a meditation for us, and that is at the end of that podcast episode. So you definitely want to go back, listen to that, do the guided meditation, and then come back to this <laughs> part two of the, of the interview. And I just always enjoy having these conversations with Kirsty because I feel like I learned something new every time I talk to her and I learn a little bit more about her story because if you guys didn't know she's been on the podcast two other times and both of those interviews are amazing definitely go and find them um she was one of the first like I want to say maybe like 20th guest 10th guest I don't know she found me really early on in my podcasting and it's kind of difficult to find guests sometimes when you're just starting out because people don't really know who you are. They don't know what your interview style is. And Christy definitely like took a chance <laughs> coming on my podcast. And I will always love her for that reason and many other reasons. But I especially love just 
everything that her business encompasses and then also just who she is as a person. I think she has so much wisdom and so much knowledge and she is one of my favorite meditation teachers and she's doing so much, uh, especially right now during this global pandemic situation. Even though we're oceans apart, she's in Australia, I'm here in America. Um, She's just been a really big support system. So I love her so, so much. And I hope that you guys love her and this podcast episode. So I'm going to stop talking so we can get right into where we left off. And I will see you guys next week. Okay, be kind, be well, be grateful. Love you, mean it. Bye. I think, you know, to bring uh, um, an example into this uh, with obviously Kirsty and I if you guys haven't listened to the other podcast episodes because I think you've been on the podcast three times this is your third time um I know I'm so lucky (laughs) (laughs) um I'll link them down below so you guys can listen to them but Kirsty and I both have had experience with anxiety um hers was more of a PTSD anxiety um which is, you know, there's different types, obviously, but anxiety is anxiety at the end of the day. And one of the things that I recognize with my own, with just meditation and and mindfulness and my own anxiety is it allows you to stop that spiral. Yes. You're a one, because you're aware of when you start to spiral out, (laughs) which especially right now, it's so easy to do. Like I could, like the other day I stubbed my toe on the side of the coffee table and like that pain, I get like physically angry (laughs) when I'm in that pain. (laughs) And then it's like, and then that could be like the catalyst for spiraling down moment of like, well, I have, no one's taken out the trash. There's dirty dishes in the sink. I haven't been able to do this and that. And you just start going and going and going. And if you're not in that mindset of practicing mindfulness and meditation, you just keep going. And then it turns into, it could have been 10 bad minutes and turns into an hour and then two hours. And then your whole day is hijacked just because you stubbed your toe and your mind started going down that rabbit hole of like everything else that's wrong in the world and life. And I think that's like obviously one mild example, but I think it's then that like- turns into a bad night's sleep, which then goes into the next day, which then turns into a bad week, a bad month. And yeah. you know, that's the thing. That's the cycle of it. And it's so important for us to understand, like, for example, with anxiety, okay, I'm feeling anxious, but it doesn't mean I, that defines me. Right. Whereas, you know, when we don't have that space, we feel that it's, we are an anxious person. And then that defines how we show up, how we connect with other people, how we feel ourselves. Whereas when we learn to just know that a thought is just a thought and emotions are just states, you know, I can see that emotion, but it doesn't define me and I can understand it. Like if I'm watching something on the news at the moment and it makes me really feel stressed, I can interrupt it by saying, okay, I'm feeling stressed now. And that's okay. That's understandable. There's a lot of uncertainty right now. So Instead, I'm going to turn off the news and do something that's going to make me feel better or, you know, make a conscious decision of how I'd like to then, you know, have my next move be, you know, rather than just being reactive to what I'm seeing on the news and then letting that control me. Right. I I completely agree. I think 
too, a lot of people think that, and this might be like an overgeneralization, that like when you do practice mindfulness or do you do practice meditation, that you just have a crazy amount of optimism that you're always positive (laughs) and that like you can see the things that are going on in the news right now and be like oh it's all good like we're things will get better (laughs) like you know and it's really not it's not that like I think a huge part of it is like you were saying is recognizing like okay this is a negative emotion that I'm having but it's just an emotion and it's going to pass and I think when you realize just the impermanence of your own emotions like you realize the this the impermanence of life and the world in general yes yeah and I loved how you used the word curiosity before when you were talking about exploring meditation you know a few years later and I think it's so important for us to be curious and ask questions Mm. Um, that's how we learn more about ourselves and it's how we grow and evolve and you know begin to look and meet ourselves with compassion rather than being so hard on ourselves and expecting ourselves to be a certain way all the time or and I think if you just begin by taking deep breaths and they've proven that I think there was a scientific study in Japan or somewhere where it's just six deep breaths have been proven to lower your blood your blood pressure and if you notice that I taught in the meditation that the inhalation is slightly shorter than the exhalation I do this for a reason that activates your parasympathetic parasympathetic nervous system. So what happens when, you know, you might be driving and you nearly get into an accident, you get that sharp inhale, which prepares you for fight or flight. And then you, oh, wow. And that relaxes you, that you've activated your parasympathetic nervous system, which is what dampens stress response. So if we consciously breathe like that for ourselves, gently in and along out just calming everything down and we're creating that space where we can think a little clearer we can see more clearly we listen more deeply you know it's such an important thing and it's so easy for us you know our breath is our life force and I think you know we've got to learn to master it and tap into it and use it for our you know for our benefit yes absolutely um so one of the things that I have heard I don't want to say heard read um in my dms sometimes or even in emails um I get from people is that they know that they should be meditating that they know that they should be you know doing breath work that they know they should be sleeping more and taking more time for themselves but they're like it's the actual doing that they're struggling with and I relate to this because there are times where I'm like I know I have all of these tools. I have all of these resources. I have people that I can call and text like, and have access to if I'm like, Hey, I need help. Like I need, I need some balance. I need some guidance. Um, and it's that actual doing part that like sometimes I struggle with. And I think other people struggle with too. So do you have any tips for people who might be in that space of like, I know I should be meditating. It's only, it's less than 1% of my day, but I just, I don't know why I can't do it. So your brain is not your friend. (laughs) (laughs) It's your self-sabotaging. You know, that's, we, we know, yep, I should do this, but your brain, we think that our brain is our friend and it's there for us, but it's not until we train it to be. And it just wants to keep us safe. And when we're highly stressed, this is all we know. 
And it just gets so easy to just put ourselves at the bottom of the priority list and think that everything else is important. And it's not until you just do it. And I always refer to, it's a call to practice for a reason. We have to do it consistently day in, day out for it to benefit us. It's just like training a muscle in your body. You're training your brain to be different. And, you know, you're changing all those neural pathways in your brain. So the, the biggest thing is you've got to commit to yourself. You've got to show up for yourself and you've got to be consistent about it. And just start small and prioritise your meditation practice at the beginning of the day as a non-negotiable. Just it is what it is. And at first you're going to have resistance. That's what happens. And our practice is all about teaching us to release resistance and open our hearts and minds to acceptance. So you've got to bear with yourself. You've got to be your own best friend here, but you've also got to be a little bit tough on yourself and you've just got to schedule away that time. And that's why I always recommend first thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, slide up against your bed, set a timer, start small, start with five minutes, then you can slowly build it up. It's amazing when I do a 20-minute meditation, people think, oh, that didn't seem like 20 minutes at all. No, and like <laughs> that, sometimes if you, yeah. that 10 minutes that you did felt like three. Flew. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing when you start small and you realize, oh, that was not bad at all. I, you know, really enjoyed that. Um, you, you'll then be likely to extend. But if you start too big, you're going to overwhelm yourself. And again, sometimes that's our way of self-sabotaging. See, I'm a mess. I knew I couldn't do it. Oh, my mind was all over the place. And of course, when we're highly stressed or really anxious, it's hard to sit with our thoughts. I know that. It's so hard. It's hard to just be the observer and greet them with compassion and love. It's horrible. It's because our thoughts are really working against us. And when we give ourselves those moments too of silence and stillness, we do actually realise the enormity of sometimes how much our thoughts are working against us and how much we're in autopilot. And this is why if you don't give yourself even that five minutes in the morning, you know, I bet you don't even remember having a cup of coffee or savouring it or did, did I leave the, the oven on or the iron on? Or It's because our thoughts are working a million miles a minute and most of them are negative because we're so highly stressed and anxious and so they they think they're trying to protect us so you've just got to give yourself those moments going a bit deeper than that though how you can start if even that seems a bit overwhelming like I don't have five minutes just to breathe start doing the little things that you do every single day like making a cup of coffee in the morning like making your breakfast set the intention to do it with presence take three deep breaths as you do each of those simple little things and just allow yourself to be in the moment, noticing how does the cup of coffee smell or the tea or whatever it is, you know, how does it feel? How does it taste? Just allow yourself to be in that moment. If you do that for a couple of days, sitting for five minutes with the breath is going to feel a lot less overwhelming. Absolutely. And I think too, what you were saying about how, um, sometimes you, people can sit down and it can just be like, oh, like my thoughts are just going crazy and wild and that you can't get into that zone or into that focus of the breath. I'm pretty sure, I mean, I know for myself, I've been meditating for off and on for like four or five years now, and I still have those days. 
Like I still, like I could be like doing again, trying to release the expectation or the words good or bad around it, but I'll have six, seven, eight, 10 days of just really great meditations where I have all these like divine downloads and it's just so amazing. And then on that like 11th or 12th day, it's like, I'm like, have how long have I been meditating? And like, I still, like, you just can't <laughs> you open your eyes and you're like, I can't see straight. <laughs> like, what is happening? So it's, you're still going to have those days of meditation, no matter how long you've been meditating, that that's just how it is. Yeah. It's just all about releasing resistance and training the brain to just accept you know, to move into that state. And then that's when we become responsive rather than reactive. And so when you feel that your thoughts are all over the place, instead of getting frustrated and angry, just release that resistance. And you can ask yourself questions, you know, oh, okay, that's interesting that that's bothering me and that I'm feeling like this. And, you know, you can use your time also to have a conversation with yourself so that you can greet that emotion or that thought and really understand it and honor it, but then release it. And there's a a mantra that I like to use with a lot of like very new people to meditation. And I used it actually the other week, you know, on my page, I always share a a weekly mantra and I actually used it the other week. So I think it's a really good reminder just throughout the day as well. And it's relax, release, ease. Mm. So it's relax, you know, breathe in, breathe out, relax my mind and my body. What's coming up for me? Okay, if it's not serving me, I'm going to release it and I'm going to open my heart and my mind to ease. And I think if we just start, you know, just with that mantra even and just remember, okay, I'm going to relax, check in with my body now. Where am I holding tension? How are my thoughts going there? What do I need to let go of, you know, and then welcome ease in. And that just even can interrupt, you know, when you're highly stressed and you feel that you're really just having the worst day ever. <laughs> just sometimes just to say, breathe in, breathe out, repeat that mantra. Just be a really great reminder of, you know, you are actually, you can control how you respond here. And I think mantras are also, if, you know, focusing on your breath is a little is, I don't want to say too difficult, but if that's just not something that you're like, for me, breathing is like one of my bigger like anxiety triggers. Like I have to feel like I'm in control of my breath or else I like flip out. Um, (laughs) But mantras are also another great thing. Like if you can't focus on your breath to use a mantra as what keeps your brain on that, on that loop of, of trying to focus on your breath. Am I making sense? You know what I mean? I feel like you can explain that better than I can. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like a little anchor to remind you that, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not over there. You're not, you're not yesterday. You're just here. And so it's just something to focus on other than the breath. Um, So yeah, they can be a really useful tool as well. I love that. So what what are some things if you maybe if someone who's like a little bit more advanced in meditation um maybe they've been practicing for like a year or two what are some if there is there ways to like mix up your meditations maybe if they're becoming a little bit too some people listen to music some people listen to guided meditations other people don't so what are some tips or tricks for them well i think it's 
important. See, for me, I personally prefer just to do a meditation with my own breath. Um, sometimes I put music on in the background, but I find that I can go deeper if I'm not listening to a guided meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I want to focus on a certain area, so I love sometimes getting onto YouTube and I might look up a Louise Hay meditation or um, it can be really nice to have a guided meditation if there's a certain area that you would like to deepen your self-awareness on or that, you know, you're finding that you're being really triggered. You know, you can focus on a guided meditation. I think at the moment while we're isolating, it can also be a really wonderful thing to meditate with your, the people that you're living with. You know, there's something really wonderful and special about the group energy when we're just sitting together. And I think it's also a really valuable tool to be sharing with other people in your household, including your children. Our children are really open to meditation as well. Um, using a specific mantra if something that you want to focus on or you want to create more of can be really useful i just think your practice becomes quite intuitive the longer you do it and also don't be scared to change the amount of time that you meditate or even break your practice up so i have an hour practice but i have 20 minutes in the morning 20 minutes in the day i mean in the evening and then it's on me to find either a 20-minute pocket or two 10-minute pockets and sort of did this to, as a way of staying more present and connected. So yeah. don't be afraid to play around with your practice and, you know, meditate outside, you know, in your backyard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, location's a huge thing too. Like I feel like when I have travelled um, and I wake up in the morning and I meditate, it's always just a completely different experience to be meditating in like a new space because you're kind of you get used to your it's a comfort when you're in your own home um versus when you're in like a hotel room (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) and you know I think it's important to create a, a ritual around your practice because it is a gift that you're giving yourself and it's a really important act of self love and self care so if that means lighting some incense or having a nice blanket or playing some nice music, that's going to really connect you to your practice and for you to see it as a gift. And I really treasure my meditation time each day. And I, I'm so grateful to be able to teach other people how to meditate And because I just do think it is so life-enhancing and life-affirming just to connect to your breath. But, you know, also getting outside and grounding your energy and even just spending a few moments before you breathe and meditate just to walk around, you know, with bare feet on the grass. It does so much for your energy and for your mindset. And it's a great way because in the beginning or even like you were talking about before when sometimes, you know, you just have one of those days where you find it difficult. Sometimes that can be because we haven't taken the time to ground our energy before we sit in our meditation and it's so important to prepare yourself for meditation so if we've had a really really stressful day or there's you know we've listened to the news too much for example it'd be really hard then because there's a lot of stuff coming up for us that maybe doesn't normally whereas if i take just a couple of minutes to be mindful of this and to ground my energy and that might be walking around bare feet for a few minutes taking a cold shower Um, getting some oils 
and either diffusing them or putting a few drops in my hand that are, you know, grounding and calming, like a frankincense or even just a lavender, rubbing my hands together, breathing them in a f- for a few minutes. Um, just even journaling, you might do a brain dump where, okay, this is really bothering me today. This is really stressing me out. And I see it and I honor it, but I want to let it go and just brain dump it all out and then get rid of it. Just doing that for a few minutes is going to prepare your mind and your body for your practice. And I think a lot of people skip that step, you know, especially when we're going through high stress and periods of, you know, long uncertainty like we're experiencing at the moment. It's a really important part of your practice to prepare yourself to meditate. I didn't even think about that. And I think it's so good that you brought that up. So I want to circle back to the grounding um, practices, which you talked a little bit about the journaling, but then also I think, I mean, I've seen it on your Instagram and then also Sam's Instagram, which you introduced me to Sam and I yeah. like absolutely adore her. And she Love talks, Sam. she talks about grounding um, and in, in different ways, but can you explain to people what a grounding practice is, especially like when you talk about putting your feet in in grass or in literally like in dirt. <laughs> yeah. So I think grounding is just connecting with the earth and we're energetic beings. And just really think about when you ground your energy, it's about almost resetting and recentering your energy. And because we are energetic beings and energy is contagious and it has momentum that's why we can be really affected by things that go on around us and so it's really important for us to do those things that ground our energy connect us back to the earth and just help us reset our energy and it's a really lovely way to think that you know the earth has everything that we need it has air and sunlight and water Mm -hmm. and she's so bountiful and she wants to nurture us And so if we think about that, you know, one of the practices of grounding is walking around bare feet on the earth. So sand or um, grass, uh, dirt, even concrete, just natural, you know, sort of earth. You want to be bare feet and just do that for a couple of minutes. Get outside, take your shoes off. Just notice how good your body feels. And there's also science backing it that it, us all sorts of really great stuff for our body lowers our blood pressure and boosts our immunity and helps protect us against um emfs and just you just feel great and it's just that resetting of okay i am of the earth and i'm connecting to the earth you know and i'm getting what i need right now so that's what grounding is and you can do it other ways if you can't get outside but think about little kids they always just can't wait to rip their shoes and socks off and run around bare feet but yet sometimes I speak out to go I don't remember the last time I walked around outside bare feet yeah well I mean there are obviously like safety things like you don't want to be walking around like I mean at least here in California like our beaches like the sand sometimes like I mean, they've banned glass bottles but there's still so much trash on our beaches sometimes so that can be like a little discerning but <laughs> like I mean your backyard where there's grass or yeah. like even just outside your front door if there's you know grass like just stand in the grass for a couple of minutes I think it's so yeah. important and I think this time right now where we're at in the world I think a lot of primal energies and practices are just 
are coming back to us, I think, because we are so disconnected from what we, from our norm, um, which I actually think is a good thing that we're kind of connecting back to how our bodies naturally are and, and the things that we need. And because when we start focusing on the breath, we really are connecting in to our bodies and really noticing how our body's feeling and noticing where we're holding tension. And it really does open up your intuition too when you start to become more mindful and just learn how to master the breath. Because I know myself when I was, you know, my worst was my anxiety. I only really realized that my anxiety was really hitting me was because my breathing changed and it went really shallow. Mm. prior to that I would not even think about during the day how I was breathing or checking in with my body or so my thoughts were working against me for so long and then all of a sudden it just hit me um and so when you you know combine your meditation practice with other things that are good for you and you're really tuning in to how your body's feeling and tuning into your breath it really does support you to become more mindful and conscious throughout the day as you're doing but if you can't get outside like I said you can take a cold shower you can even just run your hands under cold water um, you can use certain grounding oils that will support you so um, but you know everyone has at least a little bit of earth where they are I'm sure just outside <laughs> their front door <laughs> yeah I know it sometimes I take that for granted I think especially you being in Australia and then me in California like we're just like nature is always in your face all the time <laughs> like you cannot <laughs> escape it but then I think about like New York or like Chicago where it's just like a concrete city <laughs> but I mean even they have patios and, and yeah. gardens and parks and stuff so they're not completely um removed from it but yeah it's definitely a different experience I think for us we definitely are really lucky oh I'm blessed where I am yeah <laughs> like I said you today I'm sitting here in this it is just a picture perfect summer's day and um, it's easy to get outside. But, you know, if you're living in a colder climate, it can be a bit tougher. But, you know, I always hang out my washing in the morning, even in winter with bare feet as just a way of grounding my energy at the beginning of the day and really making sure that I'm doing that for myself. And it's a good way of me. I know I hang out the washing every single day because I have so many kids. So <laughs> it's a good way of me knowing, okay, I'm going to be grounding my energy as soon as I start my day. And I think that's a really important thing to be mindful of your energy and at the beginning of the day, set the intention for how you want to feel and really do the things that connect you to how you're thinking and feeling and so that you create your energy. Because if we're waking up to our phones um, or we're waking up straight away, putting the TV on or the news or the radio, we're surrounding ourselves by other energy before we've had a chance to connect in and create our own energy for the day. Mm, that's so important. I think that's one of the bigger things that people don't understand. And I've recognized this, like when I did my launch a few weeks ago, because I was in such a mode of like, go, go, go. I got to get this done. I got to send this email back that like when I would wake up in the morning, the first thing I would do would be like, check the emails, check my phone, see what I needed to do. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like by the, by the afternoon, I'd be exhausted because I had just depleted myself of everything, yep. of all of my energy, all of my brain power to other people before I gave anything to myself. Um, yep. 
and that was a huge, obviously like learning mistake. And next time I do that, like it's going to be a whole different process. Like next time I do a launch, but that was just one of the (laughs) lessons that I learned. Um, even just tying it to business of like what makes a successful launch is also how the creator themselves is nurturing themselves during the launch. Um, because you yes. that energy yeah. to fuel what you're doing. And I mean, that's just obviously being like an online business over owner, but I also think it goes for moms. I think it goes for students, for absolutely career women, like whatever it is, or men, whatever it is that you're doing, you have to give to yourself first or else you're not going to be able to get the things done that you need to get done. And I think that raises an important point. While, you know, so many of us are self-isolating at the moment, we are home with our family or our loved ones more than, you know, probably we are used to. And it's important that we all create that space for ourselves to connect within and to, you know, really nurture our own energy. And it's not selfish to do that. And I encourage all of my children to find that time before they wake up, before they come out into, you know, the main living room to just have those few moments to just breathe and think about how they want their day to be. And I do that for myself. My husband does that for for himself. And so we all sort of have those few moments before we interact with each other to just breathe and center in and really create an intention. And I think from a mum's perspective, I know that it can feel selfish if we don't just jump straight up and jump into mum mode. You've really got to be creating that space for yourself first. And, you know, it's corny, but it's true. You know, what do they say? You can't, can't give from an empty cup or (laughs) you have to put your face life face mask on before whatever what is it called your air mask you know what i'm talking about (laughs) your oxygen mask before Before you put on someone else's um yeah i mean it's true and i think too like especially being in a confined space with people for and even no matter how much you love someone or love your family, like if you're having a, a bad day or one of your kids is having a bad day or like your family members having a bad day, like that can also radiate to the people that you're with too and screw with their energy. So it's like, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, like I would say, I'm a better human when I meditate. Yeah. And because if I'm taking the time to be mindful with my energy and to calm everything down and just be more responsive that is going to have a positive effect on my relationships because when I'm with them I'm all in you know I'm not over there and here and there I'm with them and my thinking and my presence they have my presence and my emotions and it's all with that person that I'm choosing to be with and that's the difference you know when I'm responsive to having a petty argument or snapping at my kids to actually recognizing okay I'm just overtired now and I've been around them way too much and I just need to say okay let's all just go off and find our corners and just go and do something quiet (laughs) rather than saying something that I might you know not definitely not mean and would regret because I'm being reactive so it really is just a gift that you're giving to everybody around you as well right well that's what I was going to say I was like there's a a really big difference between being reactive and being responsive. Yeah. 
Absolutely. (laughs) You have to be mindful of that. And I think too, I mean, like I know for myself, um, during this, like, I'm like, oh, there's so many things that I want to do. And then I'm too in my head and not enough, like in my actual body. So I'll be like, I will have lived like a full day in my head (laughs) by like the afternoon because, but I'm not doing any of the things I'm like, oh, I could do this. I could do that. And I think it's just so important to be like, if I think the more that you're in the present, the easier it is to actually do those things that you want to do rather than just ruminating, thinking about them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. We don't want to miss our now because we're over there or worried about what might happen or thinking about and hanging on to something that happened yesterday. So it is really all about releasing the resistance and just observing and allowing ourselves to decide, okay, how do I want to, you know, respond here rather than a thought coming up feeling maybe angry or frustrated or stressed and instantly reacting. That's not where we want to be, especially when there's so much around us that's in chaos. We we want to tap into that inner peace that we do have within and it's not easy. It is a practice. There are going to times that you you lose it and that's okay because we're human. But we don't want to be a constant slave to our thoughts and emotions. So it is such an important practice to just learn how to release that resistance and recognize what we're doing you know the old patterns that we're playing out what's triggering us and then respond how we want to respond from that empowered place Mm, I though before we end this there's one something you brought up or word you brought up which was patterns and I think for a lot of people maybe they have and again patterns you sometimes outgrow just because of circumstances some patterns you have to do a lot of work around to release but I noticed for myself there's certain old patterns especially right now that are like coming back and I think part of it is like a for me at least it, it's a comfort thing like those things are comforting and like right now I just want to be comfortable <laughs> because the world's <laughs> a little crazy um um, so what are some, if you have any like suggestions for people who might be having old patterns or behaviors or habits come up during this time? Do you mean in thinking? Like in patterns yeah, of yeah, I mean, that are not and, serving them? Yeah, I think in thinking and I also think in just like behaviors too um, might be coming up for, for people as well. Well, I think it's important to understand that it doesn't, no matter how mindful and conscious and self-aware we become, we're always going to be triggered and we're always going to have things that come up for us. And by, as we touched on earlier, you know, by making that intention to be curious rather than reactive and judgmental, mm-hmm. we open our hearts and our minds to why we're being triggered and then that gives us then an opportunity to deepen our self-awareness. And it's really important, I think, to respond to our triggers and our negative and limiting beliefs that come up and meet them with compassion. So meet them as if we were hearing this from a best friend or Mm -hmm. our child. And I think that is, we can be so, that's when our inner critic normally comes out and she's so hard on us and she buys into all the BS that we're telling ourselves and she reinforces it. And when you actually take that time to meet that negative or limiting belief 
or pattern of behavior that's coming up that you know isn't serving you, that you meet it with compassion and love and understand, okay, this is coming up for me. That means I need to, you know, either ask for some more support or I need to do some more inner work here. Um, journaling is another great tool we touched on before that can really support you to break habit. It's all just a habit. So you either have a positive habit or a negative destructive habit. Either way, it's a habit. So if it's you've got a habit of thinking badly, speaking badly, ditching out on going for your morning walk or, you know, watching too much Netflix, you can easily replace that with an affirming positive habit. It just takes the work to create the new habit. So that's a big part of it is catching ourselves, knowing when we're doing something that's not serving us and creating a positive habit to replace the one that we've created that's not serving us. That's perfect. <laughs> oh, good answer. Um, <laughs> I was a little bit worried I was lost in the translation there. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know. I was like having a hard time thinking of how to phrase that question. So I was like, does this even make sense? <laughs> um, so the meditation that you did prior to in the beginning of this episode, um, you also have other meditations that you have available. So I'm going to link those down below, but can you kind of share a little bit where what those meditations are? Because you have like a whole, you did a great Instagram post the other day about what those meditations that you have are designed to, to do and to help with. So I have that's yeah, I have the little uh, Medi bundle at the moment that I put together to really support people at this time, because I've been getting so many messages from people saying that they're really struggling with their stress and anxiety and just, you know, finding their peace and their ease. So in Medi Bundle, you get a six-minute intro to mindful breathing. So that's all about teaching you how to actually just anchor into the breath, teaches you that two-one method that I've talked about and I used with you at the beginning, and that's the breathing method that activates your parasympathetic nervous system. It's going to help you calm everything down and just help you to really get comfortable with observing because that's the hardest thing. When we first start just breathing, we notice that we have a lot of thoughts and they're not going to stop. So it's teaching you just to get to that level where you can just breathe and observe. Then we go into the 20-minute meditation, which is called the Yoga Nidra. And this one is really designed to deeply relax your mind and your body. So it uses a combination of body scan and breath awareness, which is similar to what I did with you at, at the beginning of your medi. Uh, it also then goes in to help you become aware of a stressful or, or negative emotion and just feel it and then let it go and welcome ease in to your mind and your body. This is useful because as you learn to do this in your meditation practice, as we talked about before as well, you'll then learn how to do that throughout the day later if stress or anxiety comes up, you'll, you know, you will have learned how to really exercise that muscle to actually see it and feel it, but let it go. And then along with that, you get a four-week meditation journal, which is really designed to help you make this a thing. So it helps to keep you accountable. You put in what time you're going to meditate each day, how you felt, so you can really record, you know, how you're going along the way. And as well, by committing to it in your journal you're going to hopefully stay a little bit more accountable because it's a practice you've got to stick to it every single day to see the results 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> and then you also And have... you've done, I've given you the yoga nidra one before too, and you've, you've done that one and it really does help you to sleep better at night. I've had oh people my gosh. record on their Fitbits that it's increased their um, deep sleep. So it, it actually does amazing things for yeah, your I... mind and your body. Kirsty sent it to me and she was like, because I was telling her I was having problems sleeping and she sent it to me. And the first night I listened to it, the next day she messaged me and she's like, what'd you think? And I was like, to be honest, I don't know how it ended (laughs) because I fell asleep like two minutes in. So I was like, I need to, because you know, I want to give like actually good feedback. I don't want to be like, oh, it was good. I fell asleep. And I like, honestly, fell asleep so quickly that I don't, I didn't know how it ended or like how it progressed at all. <laughs> and then I, I think you sent me a message that said it was a, a massage for your brain. Oh yeah. It felt like a, I don't know if you guys have ever <laughs> experienced that, but yes, the other, one of the other meditations you sent me, I did one day and I was like, afterwards, I just felt like, you know, when you're at the hairdresser or like, if you go to like, a, you get your nails done and they like kind of massage your scalp. And just yeah. like afterwards, you just feel like, oh, like, I feel so good. That's like what it felt like, but in the inside <laughs> of my head, like in my brain. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. <laughs> yes, it's a testament. I could, I could love to write your um, testimonials for you. <laughs> and then you also have a Facebook group where you're doing, right now you're doing Facebook Live right, meditations, right? Yeah, so in my group, I do a live training every week. And then I also share a mantra that guides our practice for the week. And then I jump on every Friday and I do a live guided medi that supports that mantra. But then most mornings, I try to jump on between 6 and 6.30 Sydney time and do a live meditation where you can just join in and sit with me. And just we just breathe together for 20 minutes. And I'm doing that at the moment because I really want to support people to make the time for their practice and really make the time for themselves to show up for themselves and to just relax everything. You know, I think it's so important. Stress levels are higher than ever. And understandably, there's so much uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And I think if I can just show up in the group and help you and support you to stay with your practice, it's really going to benefit your well-being. So that's why I'm sort of, the live medis aren't so regular normally, but I'm sort of increased them at the moment. Beautiful. So yeah, I will link your group and your meditations down below. And then also the two other podcasts that Kirsty was on earlier last year and then the year before that or I, I don't know might have been in the same year I'm like oh, so bad I with like time. You this long. I know <laughs> I know I'm so bad with like time like time um but just to hear more about Kirsty's story and her progression with um her business and then also with her anxiety and just kind of how meditation and mindfulness has really just transformed her life. So definitely go listen to those two episodes. Like I said, I'll link them down below. And then you can also follow Kirsty on Instagram. And yeah, is there anything else that you'd like to say to end this? No, I think that's it. Thank you so much. I really appreciated yeah. this time. I think it's so, so important to be supporting people any way we can, especially at, at the moment. And I think it's important that we all just remember that 
we're still connected. Even though we're all isolating, we are still connected. Mm, yes, absolutely. There's, I think we're seeing that so much. I think especially, I mean, I don't know, obviously everywhere in the world, but I, I think that's like one of the beauties of social media is just being able to support each other, even if yeah. we're in different places. I know. I think it's amazing. That's, that's where technology is just such a wonder. It is. Well, thank you for being here. I'm so glad that we got to do this. Thank you. No worries.